grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Happy Tuesday, dear listener. And can you believe we are hurtling towards the end of the year and it's August already? Tonight is all about vulva owners. Whether you are one or you love one, you're not going to want to miss tonight's episode. Jasmine talks about the inability to orgasm as women and what we might be able to do about it. And Syndra draws us a map of the vulva and there's a few spots that you may be missing and not know are a thing. There's lots to learn tonight on After Dark. I'm Louise Wilkinson. Let's dive in. People often buy toys for Christmas, then complain because they don't come with batteries. But but, but, don't they know the new toys are USB chargeable? Flirt Adult Store. Find us on Facebook or 90 Beaumont Street. Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's conscious sexuality. On After Dark, we don't shy away from the difficult subjects. Over the time we've spoken to male escorts, we've taken a look inside a sex club, we've talked all things pleasure, toys, the list goes on. And we're really proud of what we produce here at After Dark in terms of lifting the veil of sexuality. But today, Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality is going to talk about something that I guess even in this space isn't talked about enough. Isn't that right, Jasmine? That's right, Louise. (laughs) We're going to talk all about struggling to orgasm or not being able to orgasm at all. And this isn't the topic of dinner conversation. When we go out with our girlfriends, you know, we talk about the outrageous experience that we had with um, the candle that accidentally burnt the husband's genitals and, you know, we'll go into all of that. But very rarely do we actually talk about inability to orgasm or difficulty orgasming because there's a fair bit of shame wrapped around it. Oh, yeah. You're so right, Louise. There's actually quite a lot of shame um, still around these topics and, you know, so many other of the topics when it comes to sex and sexuality. But not being able to orgasm or struggling to orgasm is still a really big one and unfortunately very common. Absolutely. And... (laughs) When Harry Met Sally didn't do a lot for authentic orgasming, did it? I think anyone that was a teenager during that time when that movie came out just went, oh, okay, great. So if I can't get there, I just fake it and then they're happy and I don't have to admit that there's a problem. Yes. Unfortunately, there are lots of people that have taken that as the answer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you know, and, and look, you know, that if that's what people are doing, that's absolutely their choice, but it doesn't really benefit anyone and certainly doesn't benefit the person who is in the in the seat of struggling to orgasm as well. It is actually going to probably make it worse. Yeah, absolutely. And look, 
the the stats are, are quite alarming once you actually get into it and you work out that this is actually a problem across the board. I mean, we we all, even if if we are very capable of orgasming, there are times when we're tired, when we're stressed, when we've got a headache and we just don't get there and we, we have that experience to connect with our partner more than anything else instead of the big O being the, you know, the fireworks in the sky. And yes, there's a, there's a place for that. I get that. But it must be incredibly frustrating to have this as an ongoing thing because I'm guessing that the more up in your head you get about it, the worse the problem gets. Well, that's exactly it. And as we touched on, you know, a few of our chats ago, um, our brain is our biggest sex organ. Mm. And if our brain is feeling anxiety and frustration and, you know, maybe even anger um, towards, you know, struggling to orgasm or inability to orgasm, that's actually going to completely inhibit you from being able to get there at all. Mm. Um, so, you know, firstly being able to get out of our head when it comes to orgasming is a really, really big key picture. And I, I think it's probably one of those things that, you know, at where we are in, in society now, like everyone's talking about it, getting out of your head, but it's not just the thing that people are talking about. It's you do actually need to get out of your head to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And if we do surrender to that, and you're right, it is sort of coming more and more into the consciousness that the body delivers sort of 80% of the messages to the brain, the brain transmutes 20% back down to the body. So the bodies, they want the best for us (laughs) if we listen to them and we drop into them. But if we stay up in our heads, uh, that 20% is going to fuck it up. That's right. Exactly. It really will. And that's where struggling to reach orgasm can really be impacted. And even if you have orgasmed before, or maybe you need a really certain, you know, moment or thing to be done to be able to reach orgasm, uh, that's when it's really important to be able to let your brain calm down, to be able to be in your body and let the, um, you know, receptors, the pleasure receptors speak to your brain and, and to be able to let that happen. Um, but if we're getting distracted, if we're thinking about our to-do list, if we're thinking, oh, that doesn't feel good, but then you're not communicating that, so we're not you know, experiencing better pleasure, if there's pain being experienced as well, all of that is going to impact yeah. the orgasm, the impending orgasm. Yeah. Um, and so there's a few areas there when it comes to struggling to orgasm that it's really important to look at. Like what are the factors? What is the factor that's maybe the most common thing that's popping up and, and stopping you from being able to reach that orgasm or that climax? And look, it is a lot to unpack because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, so pain is obviously a very big deterrent. Yeah. Uh, and we have, you've been very open about uh, your struggling, your struggles with vaginismus and the work that you needed to do to manage that, uh, pelvic floor physios, which until you mentioned it to me, I didn't even know were a thing, <laughs> and the relaxation practices, and you were very committed to that. So pain is obviously, um, you know, the big red flag. Yeah, But absolutely. there's, I guess there's also body positivity. 
could be an issue. There's also, as you say, not being able to switch that brain off. What Mm. would you recommend when we're trying to unpack this, where to start? Look, like you said, there's a lot of layers when it comes to not being able to orgasm. And, you know, maybe for those that are listening, maybe you know exactly why you can't orgasm and you you know exactly what that is. Mm. Um, So that might be really easy to be able to resolve that. Um, but maybe you aren't able to orgasm and it's a it's a mystery to you and yep. you're not really sure why. One of the, the big things that I coach women on who either struggle to reach climax or can't reach climax at all is building that deep body connection. Right, yeah. To really learn how your body ticks and how it moves. And I'm not talking just sexually either. Mm. I'm talking, um, you know, with your menstrual cycle, learning how your body flows with that, really getting in tune with, you know, the fluctuations of your body, Um, taking time to self-pleasure as well to get to know your own body. How do you like to be turned on? How do you like to reach climax? Um, Because if you're playing a guessing game with a partner, and then that's going to affect reaching orgasm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess, so I guess point one is, yeah, getting in touch with yourself so that if there is things to be communicated to your partner, you know what those things are. I guess it would be an exercise in frustration if you both didn't know how mm. to get you to that that orgasm. Um, and look, there's there's lots of fun trying to figure that out together, of course. But if it's a, a long-standing problem and, you know, you haven't sort of gone, okay, well, look, I self-pleasured the other day. I didn't like this. I liked this. Or this is where I'm up to in my menstrual cycle and this is how it affects my libido. So I guess point one from what I'm picking up is know thyself. <laughs> You've got it right. Exactly, Louise. Get a really deep and intimate relationship of knowing yourself and you know, that's the core of, of when it comes to getting to know yourself sexually and a really core important detail of, of knowing how to help yourself reach climax. And then you can teach your partner or other partners that you're going to be with how they can do that for you. It's not really up to them to learn. You do need to guide them and tell them, you know, what to do and what not to do. Yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to creating that deep and intimate um, relationship with yourself, you know, not only can it look like learning how to um, reach climax yourself, not only is it learning about your menstrual cycle and how that flows, but also learning about more about what you like, um, more about your desires. You know, um, maybe you, you've also experienced a trauma and that's hindering your ability to mm. orgasm because there's some memory associated with that. So, yes. you know, therapy, going and, and seeking therapy to be able to move through that and um, remove that potential block that's going to be affecting um, your ability to reach orgasm as well. Yeah, 100%. And, um, yeah, I, I remember doing a with our friend Sindra, who's also on the show, she does uh, vulva mapping and she was saying that, you know, it's amazing how much trauma has been actually released, sexual trauma has been released through that practice uh, and we don't realise we're carrying it. That's right, exactly, and that's another beautiful way of learning how to connect to your body is vulva mapping. Mm. That's a really beautiful and unique experience. I haven't personally done it myself yet, um, but I know a lot of people that have and they absolutely love it. Um, And it's been really, really powerful for them to create that connection to that part of their body. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, obviously, we need to make that time. We need to luxuriate. We need to <laughs> connect with ourselves. What is – have you got any hacks around putting that damn shopping list out of your head when it's time to rumble? Because, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> life is moving so fast. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, yeah. a, it's a constant juggle. Um, and honestly, it, it comes down to um, – you just are you going to commit to yourself or not? Yeah. How much do you value this part of you and how much do you value the growth that needs to come from that? And, you know, it's interesting. I went to a um, immersion a few months ago now and one of the things that I personally was really challenged on was committing to myself. Yeah. And I think as women, it's not something that's really spoken about a lot. It's very common amongst amongst men, you know, like hold to your word, you know, like honor your word and those yeah. kinds of things. And I really found it a really challenging piece for, as a woman to be challenged in that, you know, like, well, if I say I'm going to prioritize myself, well, then am I actually going to do it or is it just flaky? Look, it's amazing. I mean, I... I sort of see myself as being a fairly independent woman with a rich life and lots of friends and you know a fantastic support network, family, everything. But I believe that therapy is an amazing tool and um, mm. the more that, that we get to know about how we work and how we relate to others is always a fantastic thing. But just like you said, my therapist said to me, what are your values? What do you like to do? What makes you happy? And do you know what? It was the hardest question to answer because mm. I've been a mum and I've been a daughter and I've been a wife and I've been a business owner and I've been a teacher and I've been all of these things that pour into other people and I hadn't stopped to think about what fills my cup. That's right. Yep. And we, we don't do that as women especially once we, you know, we, we reach either a long-term relationship or motherhood, it becomes a lot more prevalent in our lives how much we don't prioritise ourselves. And this is one of the biggest, biggest areas that I talk about online and to, you know, clients that come to me is you have to prioritise yourself if you want to see change and you have to, you know, honour your word and say, yes, I am committing to this with myself because I value this in my life and I want to see it change. Yeah. And so it takes a lot of will. You have to have a lot of will and you have to have a lot of accountability. And that's where, you know, like working with someone like myself can be a benefit because I'm going to hold you accountable. Yeah. I'm going to be there to talk to you and say, well, did you do what you said you were going to do? Or, um, you know, did you reach that point that you wanted to reach? And if you didn't, why not? It's not because of me. It's probably because maybe you didn't follow through. In yes. a very gentle and loving way, of course. Of course, of course. But, you know, and that's why, you know, the coaching space is so amazing is that, you know, maybe it's not therapy, but maybe that, that's needed, but maybe it is that accountability. So introducing a new concept, but then um, following that through with accountability is so powerful. And, yeah. you know, in the, in the space of sexuality, people kind of go, you have, you, I'm sorry, you have sex, sexuality coaches on the show? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Is there such a thing? Well, yes, because if your sex life is not firing, it Mm. impacts a lot of stuff. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It goes very, very, very deep. 
there's a lot of layers to it, like we said at the beginning. So yeah. it's important. It's important to have people in your life. And friends are great, but friends are not often trained in these areas. Yeah. And so that's where it can be important to lean on a, a professional and an expert to be able to talk about this and pull apart. Why? Why is this happening? Why is this going on in my life? And having the conversation, a lot of the time when I'm working with clients, they find what it is, what's wrong, because they're talking about it out loud and they have those aha moments. Yes, Absolutely. Um, and I just, I wanted to flag as well, yeah. you know, for the for the women who might um, not be able to reach orgasm at all, um, you know, it does take time to build that connection to your body. But there is, you know, there is an actual disorder where it's a sexual dysfunction where you can't actually achieve orgasm. And that's where the pleasure receptors are not speaking to the brain receptors and so there's an actual sort of neurological block going on Mm -hmm. and so I want to just encourage those women that are listening if you have never been able to reach orgasm um, that it might not just be what we're talking about which is reconnecting to the body it might actually go a little bit deeper than that so sometimes that's also worth investing into and maybe even seeing a specialist to find out what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And there is there is that medical element of that as well. So um, there is help and support available if, um, if, you know, we are veering into the medical field with that. But certainly make the time to investigate uh, mm. and honour your body and honour your sexuality because it's such an important part of who we are. And make the time is, right. is the... Yeah. the the message, you're important. It is. That's you know? right. Like we make time for our fitness that we really enjoy, make time for, you know, the sexuality part of yourself as well because it's just as important and it's just as valued. Absolutely it is. And, uh, you know, so it's it's about time management. We know everyone's busy, but, you know, you could watch uh, a series on Netflix that might give you some temporary pleasure uh, and you'll forget about it a week later or yep. you can invest that time in self-pleasure and discovering what really makes you tick and your whole sexual experience will up-level because of it. If you wanted to get hold of Jasmine, you can find her on Instagram at Conscious Sexuality and she can give you the tools that you need to up-level in your sexual practices. Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us once again on After Dark. Thanks, Louise. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, I am very, very close to my After Dark regulars, but sometimes that gets to a psychic level. And I'm quite sure that in my interview with Jasmine, I just finished telling you all about the amazing Sindra Banks and her yoni mapping, and then... Off air, we are talking about what we're going to talk about and completely unprompted, she says, Today, Louise, today we're talking about vulvas. So this episode of After Dark is all about self-discovery and we're going to dive deeper into it. Sindra, how are you? I am good. I am coming to you again from Thailand, so back in the land of the chill after a few very hectic weeks in Australia, speaking at Love X uh, and doing some vulva mapping actually in Newcastle and in Brisbane. So yeah, I'm good now. <laughs> I got my voice back actually. Yeah, look, 
I love this girl. I really do. But uh, I'm a lot less envious when she's coming to me from um, her apartment in Newcastle as opposed to showing me all of the greenery and swatting around in a tank top because she's in Koh Samui. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to try not to think about it and, um, you know, be be very um, you know happy for you that you're living your best life and um, – <laughs> Tonight I shall dream of um, lush, <laughs> lush Thailand uh, foliage. I think I can't complain. It's um, yeah, a bit of a dream. So yeah, it's nice to land after the Love X talks. And the mm. reason I wanted to talk about vulvas is because that was what I was talking about on the sex education stage at Love X over the weekend. Yeah. And it became very apparent very quickly that a lot of people don't actually know their own anatomy, if they own a vulva, or if their partner has a vulva, they don't know much about that. So I think it's really important. You know, I talk about pleasure with you. I talk about intimacy, relationships, yet there's a whole part of many vulva owners' bodies. It's just like, they don't really know about. Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, it really is um, not shocking, I guess, is the wrong word. Um, You know, we think we know all the bits, but in actual fact, we don't know all the bits. And so, yeah, it's actually quite fascinating when you actually break it all down, how much we don't know. And if we don't know, then, you know, Pleasuring ourselves is going to be more difficult and someone else pleasuring us is also going to be much more difficult. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I know in school all I learned was the reproductive system. Definitely. So you see that that uh yeah, that that photo of like the the uterus and you see the, you know, that shape, that kind of triangular shape, the fallopian tubes. That's what we learn. That's what we're learning in Australia anyway in science, you know, in sex ed class, we're seeing that image. However, the images that I showed at Love X were an image of a actual clitoris, which a lot of people may not have seen before. I actually put a post on my Instagram so people can flip over there right now at Syndra Banks and you can look at these images that I showed at Love X so they can actually go through and see a real image of a clitoris and also all the parts of a vulva, which we don't see because they're inside of our bodies. And up until recently, women's like genitals or, you know, vulva owners weren't actually documented. They weren't in textbooks, like medical textbooks mm. at all up until pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and we're still learning, aren't we? I mean, it's just yeah, amazing how many how many different parts there are, and um, you know, and and their functions. So let's let's dive into it. I'm going to get these pictures up. Um, let's dive in. Mm. Well, I started with the clitoris right. because I wanted to see people learn about the shape of the clitoris. So if you haven't seen the shape of the clitoris, you may be surprised to learn that it's more than just a button. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, what lots of us think, oh, it's just a button. It's just a little button. It's actually quite a big um, piece of anatomy. And it almost looks like a little triangle. You have the clitoral kind of tip 
and then the shaft and then little clitoris, clitoral legs. Yes, it so, looks a little bit like yeah. a wishbone. Yes, it looks just like a wishbone. Yeah. Exactly. And it actually has, they've just done some recent studies saying that it actually has 10,000 nerve endings. Yes, I did hear that. Great news. 2,000 more than we thought we had. <laughs> Which is insane. Like so insane. So I think it's important to know that first of all, just so we know it's not just a little button. We know it's got a hood, it's got a shaft, it's got the legs. And then so you can actually pleasure those legs as well when you're doing your self-pleasure yep. or partnered pleasure, not just a little tip. Then on the weekend, I went all the way inside. So I'm like, cool, we know that clitoris, we've got that sorted. Let's go all the way into the cervix. Right. Which, yeah, a lot of people have never pleasured or enjoyed pleasure from. Have you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you had a cervical organ uh, orgasm? Organism. Yes, I've had a cervical organism. organism. Jeez, I hope my family aren't listening to this. Anyway. <laughs> So there isn't many people that have had cervical orgasms because A, it's hard to reach, B, it does feel quite full of sensation for a lot of people and most people can't reach it themselves. Yeah. However, if they want to find it or your partner wants to find it, you want to basically put your finger all the way inside, go straight to the back and on most people, slightly up. Yeah. And you'll feel a soft kind of donut shape. Yes. That is the cervix. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. And it does have a lot of nerve endings in it. It does. It's very, very sensitive. So for some people, it could be too much. Um, Some people, it feels really good. So to start kind of discovering pleasure in there, it's just kind of feeling around and seeing what feels good for you. Yes. Okay. From our little donut, we come start coming out along the top wall. I'm making the I'm making the motion with my fingers. I know no one can see me, but um, we're tracing <laughs> along the top wall, and you've got the A spot. So the A spot is between the G spot and the cervix. Okay, I've learned something. The A spot. Okay, yeah. elaborate. The A spot is. Similar to the G-spot, so it's another area that does have a lot of pleasure, have a lot of sensation. Um, it's a little bit tricky to find because it is quite different on, on most people. So I say find the G-spot, which you can find by usually inserting your fingers in and then kind of hooking around yep. back towards yourself. That feels like the roof of your mouth, like that kind of like ridged feeling, mm. spongy and then go a little bit more along the top wall before the cervix and up, and you'll find another kind of pleasure spot. Again, it's communication with people kind of to where that is and what that feels like. Wow. I tell you what, we're pretty amazing, aren't we, as vulva owners? Vulva owners have so many areas of pleasure, like so many untapped areas, you know, as well. Yeah. Most of us know about the clit. We know about the G-spot. However, you can have cervical orgasms, A-spot orgasms, you know, nipple orgasms, all kinds of orgasms, not just those main areas that we always explore. So, yeah, try the try the A-spot and then you learn something today. Yeah, uh, okay. The G-spot. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got the G-spot, which a lot of people know is like the squirting spot. Yep. 
that's, I think I've talked about that before, but like not everyone can squirt. So let's just take the pressure off that. Yes. Um, however, that that is the spot to simulate if you do want to squirt. Again, like the cervix, it can have a lot of sensation and also can be a lot for some people. Yep. So about 25% of people can just orgasm from internal stimulation. However, the other 75 need clitoral stimulation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people get confused with that, right? Because we watch movies and stuff and we see the penetration and then they have an orgasm and then we're like, what's happening with my body? Oh, yeah, within within 0.10 seconds, mind you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> who so, thought that was a great so yeah, idea? Just, like far out. <laughs> It's just insane. Yeah. I can't, like, it just throws me every every sex scene that I see. It just throws me. <laughs> so once we come out, we've got the vaginal opening, which can also have a lot of sensation. Obviously, uh, obviously we have the clip at the top. Yep. Uh, and then the perineum down the bottom. So they're kind of like your two kind of markers. Anchor points, The perineum, yeah. same thing can have a lot of sensation. Um, and then the labia, I could talk a whole episode on labia. Maybe we'll do that. Labia has lots of sensation too, inner and outer. Yeah. And then along either side, you have the vestibule bulbs. Um, so at the top, the legs of the clitoris, and then kind of down the bottom, the vestibule bulbs. You'll, you can feel them. Okay. Mm. Vestibule bulbs. Hmm. All right. Okay. I yeah. All right. Um. And what what do they do? <laughs> well, I feel like an idiot. Like being in my forties and going vestibule balls. There you go. Uh. What do they do? <laughs> well, they do have a little bit of sensation. The actual um, function, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. So you can probably just Google that or you can send me a DM and ask me because I don't know everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no more than However, me, A-spots. Find... There we go. Revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> I do find in my vulva mapping that the vestibule bulbs are down, down the either side of the vulva can have, actually have lots of sensation too. Right. Yeah. Okay. And massaging them frees up a lot of tension in your vulva as well. Okay. Right. Tension gets stuck in the vulva because it gets pounded and, you know, pushed around. Yeah, it does. It does. Takes a beating. Um, (laughs) I think (laughs) Betty White said, didn't she? She said, you know, um, don't don't ask for balls um, because, you know, they're very fragile, Um, you know, like, have a vagina because those things take a beating. I mean, <laughs> they really do. God love Betty. Um, they really do. <laughs> and there's just so much to be explored, you know, aside from those places that we normally normally know. So I suggest getting a mirror. If you've never done this before, get a mirror, have a look at your parts, map them out for yourself, you know, have a bit of a feel around so you know what's what. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, the the big takeaway, part, like so there's been the A spot, the, the vestibular bulbs, but also the fact that the clitoris is not a button and everyone thinks it is. And also a lot of people think that the clitoris is actually when they're touch, they think they're touching the clitoris, they're touching the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Most people can't handle the the sensation of having their like the tip of their clitoris touched. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Hence why there's a hood there, and it will retract. The clitoris will retract if it feels unsafe or if it's too strong. Yeah. So just be mindful that I've had a lot of people lately come up to me and say I can't handle clitoral stimulation, and I'm like, cool. What do you know? What part of it they're actually touching? And they're like, oh, they're pulling it. They're pulling the hood back and touching the yeah. actual clitoris, and that's too much for most people, like me included. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think we've had that, that discussion before. Is that like when we did? Yeah, we we're talking about some sex toys, and you went, oh no, that's too much for me. I can't, can't cope with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's really important. Like everyone's vulva is different. So go and have a look at some, like not in porn, like go and have a look at Comfortable in My Skin website and actually see all of the different vulvas out there because we're so used to seeing this beautiful, you know, probably surgically rearranged vulva in porn um, or in movies and stuff. So actually go and look at some other vulvas and, and your own in the mirror and really start to kind of get to know yourself a little bit better. Yeah, 100%. I get it. Absolutely. Well, look, this has been um, incredibly, like, what do I want to say here? Hang on. Um, (laughs) Educational. (laughs) Because, yeah, I've learned something and I thought that I was across most things. But there you go. You've blown my mind yet again. So hats off to you. And, yeah, visit Sindra's Instagram. Uh, it is at Sindra Banks. And you can see a picture of all the things that we've been talking about today. And, yeah, it will blow your mind. There is a lot to our little pleasure box and lots of places to touch and explore for enhanced pleasure. And who doesn't need that? Particularly me in Newcastle because I'm not in <laughs> Coast of Mui. Again. Well, you can go and play with your ice <laughs> Excellent. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of the night. And you go back to your green foliage because I'm not jealous at all. (laughs) Cinder Banks, thank you so much for joining us on After Dark once again. I will see you in a fortnight, my friend. Have a great time. Thank you. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, that was certainly an enlightening episode of After Dark. I hope you have your geometry set and you're going to go explore the crevices that are the vulva and hopefully get some pleasure in return. I'll leave that with you as homework. I'll see you same bat time, same bat channel next Tuesday from 5pm here on Newcastle Live. I'm Louise Wilkinson. Thanks for listening.